back. Welcome back. Finally. Been a minute. More than a minute. I have a voice again for the past two or three days now, finally. Yeah. It's been rough. Still pain. Still sucks. But instead of the whole throat being on fire, now it's just like two angry spots. But had a good nurse taking care of me. Pain pills helped and, you know, mm. a few days off from work. Two weeks. Two weeks off work. I could use two more. I'm sure you could. <laughs> so as we told you guys, this is a year episode. A little past One a year. year. Yeah, past it now because of Captain Vaughn surgery pants. That's my new name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been just over a year now. And uh, for me, it's been fun. It's been tough. It was more work than I anticipated. Finding the time is still my hardest thing. Timing is critical. Editing is a pain. Editing is a pain. Um, editing got a little bit shorter as we went on, but still just hiccups, bumps, technical issues, static Animals, kids. Yeah, life. hopefully there's no feedback this time. We had a friend come help with our that sound man. Hopefully it's resolved. So there's no more gee on the line, but Back it's fine. Feed everywhere. Anyway, um, so what we're gonna do is kind of uh, just kind of ramble and go through some of these questions. We yes, uh, we did a question and answer. You didn't mention that yet. Yeah, I would say that's what we're building up to. Was we talked about it for a couple of weeks, but doing a question and answer series for which we our say year. that all the time. Ask us questions, hit us up. No one ever says anything, and then all of a sudden we say it at the end of the year we've got like fourteen questions. So some of them we won't be able to cover today, but yep. But a lot of them uh, lead to good topics coming up on this upcoming year. Yeah, I'm super excited about one. Yep. I feel like it's being brought to my attention repeatedly the last few days on purpose. Makes sense. Makes sense. How things keep coming around like that. Yes. So we'll uh, we'll just kind of talk and ramble and go through these questions. And uh, I don't know what most of the questions are, so this will be my authentic response. I've had no time to prepare, which I probably wouldn't have anyway. But. <laughs> you do pretty well spitballing anyway. I'm the one that has to have notes or I forget what I was talking about. I am a professional bullshitter. I fly True. by the seat of my pants. By your wand broom? Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, let's move past that before we come up with all the jokes. Uh, I saw I saw a meme this week. It was uh, somebody using a broom to wipe off the snow off the back window of a car and said, "Sorry, mom, I had to use your I had to use your vehicle to clean off my vehicle." Uh. <laughs> Which joke? Yeah. So, um. If there's anything that we don't cover that you guys still have questions in, feel free to send them in. If there's some topics that we haven't covered, which a lot of the stuff we went back to basics on, and even doing that, we got emails, questions, texts saying... Uh, Not basic enough. <laughs> we we need more basic. Yes. Uh, we'd be talking about a subject and then, you know, some random object that we just normally talk about and just go through it. And they're like, well, I enjoyed that conversation, but when you talked about this you also talked about this and i didn't understand that so we've got uh, a lot of areas to catch up on but so starting with um here's a question from shyla and she said what would you say to someone who is interested in witches or witchcraft and would you have any advice hmm. are you asking me what would i say to someone who 
Sorry, repeat the question. I was <laughs> blinking. <laughs> what would you say to someone who is interested in being a witch or in witchcraft? And what would your advice be for them? For like a beginner. Okay. I would say spend a lot of time reading and in nature. Yep. Meditation, mm-hmm. I feel like, is the absolute first step to connecting to anything outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that meditation outdoors is key. Um, it was for me anyway. Now, th- these days I can meditate just about anywhere. I can transport myself to wherever I need to be. And I did that purposefully because of the lifestyle that I lead and because of my work, I'm out of the house and I'm out of my comfort zone and I'm in someone else's space and in energy that is not my own so often that I have to be able to click it over. And I learned listening to the book Psychic Witch how to, I don't know that he directly suggested this, but I took from what he had suggested about how to enter alpha and to learn almost kind of kind of like a Pavlov's dog situation where you hear the bell and you expect. Mm-hmm. So I have a soundtrack that I play that when I'm in deep meditation at home in my good space that I play. Mm-hmm. So when I play that with purpose anywhere else, I can instantly be back into my meditative space. You've made a, a trigger point. Yes. You've made a, um, yeah, it's called something, which again, if I had known all of the anchor. questions. Yes, an mm-hmm. anchor. Thank you. Yes, like it just pulls me right back down to where I'm supposed to be. It reminds me that work is not my life. Just like, you know, home is my life for right now. Um, the people that I dwell with inside this space are who I meant to spend this life with. Mm-hmm. But when you're a death doula and when you're doing any kind of nursing, especially hospice, it becomes very all encompassing energy shifts, especially when you're sensitive to them and you're purposely staying sensitive to them. You feel like you're in a bubble. Like you feel like nothing exists outside of that. And it can be very overwhelming. Several of my caregivers um, have been reaching out over the last few weeks, months. January is a really hard month anyway. Mm hmm. Um, for other for different reasons, but they've all been reaching out trying to figure out how to ground and center at work, you yeah. know, because it can become to where you just want to literally run out of the house and scream like you feel like you can't take anymore. So I feel like for anyone who's wanting to venture into their witchy side nature, because, of course, being a witch literally means that you are in cycle with nature. Mm-hmm. You follow the seasons. Our bodies follow the seasons. You learn how to listen to the rhythms of your body. You learn how to listen to the rhythms of the earth and plant life, etc. And the best way to continually maintain that is through meditation. Yeah, I would agree. And, and add a little bit to that. the Because um, we see this question come up a lot in the witch groups on Facebook, which is a good uh, entry point to get into other witchcraft groups. Uh, have a lot of good information as well. I have been very bad about posting these last couple months on any social media, so I apologize for that, and I am in the process of working on that, so I will get better. But uh, I would agree, reading is a huge, huge help. Spending time in those kind of areas, you know, what you spend your time in, that's what's going to happen. You spend your time, you know, in the gym, you're going to get bigger and stronger. You spend your time reading books about math you're going to get better with math same thing you end up reading a lot about psychic abilities witchcraft uh you know 
all those things that go down that path, then you will become more and more learned. And the thing about our path, our craft is that it's just, it's a web. Everything links back to one another, you know? Yes. We are all connected. I would everything say everything is connected. Absolutely. That animism, the, the belief that everything has a, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I was fixing to say it, but I was like, Oh, I'm not supposed to discuss a topic. Animism is actually the oldest form of witchcraft. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually the oldest belief system associated with witchcraft. When you assign feelings and emotions to things that other people believe are inanimate, mm-hmm. you know, that was definitely something that they called, you know, a witch over. And it's something that as children, we're, it's so easy to do. You know, children bring toys to life through their imagination, oh, yeah. etc. And that form of imagination is what you have to keep and maintain in order to be a witch. Absolutely. You have to see... The life and energy in every object. So much of uh, that shift and that change comes from your perspective. And we are raised in such a way that you're raised in this box. Even if you're not raised in a Christian box like we were, you're raised in a structured belief system that doesn't allow for the magical. You know, it doesn't allow for the what ifs or manifestation or energy healing or you know, all these things, tarot, uh, even when we slowly approach this subject, then like for myself, you know, we were raised that tarot was evil, the devil card, the tower card, the uh, death card. They were all just signs that the devil would use to get to you. And well, even growing up, you weren't allowed to use normal playing cards for a lot of games. I remember your parents did not allow... They do now, ironically, because I've, <laughs> I've since then taught your mother canasta. But yeah, I remember that they wouldn't allow the cards in your That's house true. because Any they form were of gambling, and that included well, cards. It was it wasn't because of gambling though; it's because the cards, the markings, were related to um, divination, hmm. which they are. Yeah. So there are they're not wrong. That, there are people that use. Um, you know, most people use tarot or oracle cards or runes uh, for divination as well as other ways. But there are people, especially more gypsies, uh, one that I know in particular that use... Are we allowed to say gypsy anymore or is it Romany? I don't know. Because again... The woman I know calls herself a gypsy. Is she actually Romany though? I don't or is know. she just someone who... Again, I don't know. I I keep hearing so many different schools of thoughts on this. If you are of that descent and belief system and it draws romanticism and dignity, then go ahead and use it. I have, it just, it's one of those things that I'm like, oh, are we allowed to say that? (laughs) Because it's constantly being brought up that it's disrespectful. It's a slur. It's what, you know, the um, royal, what are they called? the kings and queens uh, yeah basically anyway that they taught the mid-range people like the peasants mm-hmm. the normal peasants to hate specifically the romany and they called them gypsies as a slur mm. you know kind of like government does now today, yeah. makes people like us angry that Fight people each other. A, on a lower tax bracket could possibly make 15 dollars an hour flipping burgers they absolutely fucking should make 15 dollars an hour flipping burgers because if they're making 15 dollars an hour flipping burgers how much more are you going to make with your skilled you know trade 1650 but they keep us busy being mad at the poorer people than us look, look at them of, taking our money instead of us realizing instead of being that it's united to fix something exactly yes the yes the people in charge have always criticized 
the people at the very bottom and got the people in the middle to hate the people on the bottom versus the people on the top. So it's one of those situations where the people at the top told the people in the middle to call these people filthy gypsies. Mm-hmm. And that they were Romany. To me, the left wing and the right wing are still parts it's the of the same, same bird. bird. Same plane. Oh, yeah. You saw it's... that meme too? No. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, my God. That's just me. Oh, it's just you? Mm-hmm. You're just so smart. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But they definitely keep the middle class fighting and hating the lower class. Mm-hmm. And that's where that word came from. So some people of that descent take exception to it. Other people wear it as a badge proudly. I'm on the fence because I don't know what I think. I'm just, okay. I'm still kind of right there. Yep. But you, you do, well, you the- boo. The individual I'm speaking about particularly, she refers to herself as that, and her practices are very gypsy-like. She says uh, she calls it, she says she has heritage, so. Okay. Um, but she uses playing cards as a form of divination. So she'll yeah. take a random, you know, card from, uh, 52-card deck from Walmart, and that's what she uses for her divination. Yeah. So I've never looked at it into it myself. It's interesting, but again, there's... Yeah, so no, many... I don't know enough about it to speak Mm-mm. on it. I know just enough to be like, ooh, I don't know what I know. I don't know what I think yet. Mm-hmm. I need to do some more research. But it does have research. the four suits, just like the tarot has the uh, spades, hearts. Well, then it has, you know, the kings and queens and joker, which mm-hmm. would be your major arcana. It very much follows it except for the major. It has all the minor, more or less. Um, it just ex- excludes the 22 major arcana. Hmm. I would, yeah, anyway. Um, I know nothing. Let's move on to the next question. See how we ramble? I know, yeah. I'm just, I'm literally just like, what? I forget that people are going to hear this later and I'm probably going to cringe, but it's fine. (laughs) So to answer the question, what would you say to someone who's interested? Absolutely pursue it. You know, if you're interested, dig into it. If you don't, again, if you're being prompted and you ignore it, in my experience, ignoring it does not work. Mm -hmm. You will... Find a way one way or the other. You will be wakened. You will be poked and prodded you will not be able to rest until you do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and that's a good thing depends on how you know urgent your guides are at getting you in the right direction i still remember i love how my mom reached out to me and she said i wake up at three or four in the morning almost every night and i just i wake up my heart's all beating fast and she even went to the doctor to get a, a heart monitor and and like no it's fine yeah. and she asked me about it and i said i'm gonna tell you something and you're probably not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, somebody's trying to get a hold of you. Well, and the thing is, is she didn't even tell you what time and oh, how right. consistent. She her. was just saying, I'm having some heart trouble. You know, it's waking me up at night. And you're like, really, it's waking you up at night. Does it wake you up every night? And she's like, no. And you're like, is it the consistent time? And she's like, yeah. So it's almost always the same time. And you're mm-hmm. like, is it between 3 and 4 a.m.? And she just stopped. And she was like. I remember yeah. that, her face. <laughs> and I know, and I remember her being like, how did you know that? What are you fixing to tell me? Because, <laughs> again, she knows. Oh, yeah. But she's, again, just afraid, and it's easier to stay on this side. It's easier to stick with what you know rather than venture out. Just like Absolutely. in jobs, relationships, you know, houses, vehicles. You know, the devil you know is better. You might as well stick with, <laughs> stick, stick with the things you know rather than starting something new. Change is so hard for most individuals that they'd rather you know stay with what they know yeah so my advice is read just like raven said read a lot and we've mentioned several books on the podcast 
uh, over this last year. Big one being Psychic Witch. I think by Matt Orne's really good. Um, DJ Conway is is a good author. Man, there's plenty of others that you know. Will I'm sure that Raven has a list. She tried to read fifty fifty two <sighs> books. She came super close. Um, forty is not super close. That's literally three months short. How many other people read forty books in a year? I don't know, but people who say that they're going <laughs> to read fifty-two probably. Yeah. I yeah, but I do get to read at work, so mm. reading at work is helpful. True. But I did take quite a long time. Huge segue into palmistry um, mm-hmm. that I still am constantly going over and redoing notes and learning different modes and yeah, it's a lot. It so, makes my brain hurt. Um, reading meditations, spending time in nature, YouTube. You can go down the rabbit hole. Uh, there's lots of good YouTubers to watch. Same with TikTok, but be careful. There are a lot of toxic people. There are a lot of people that, you know, go so many diff- different directions that it can be hard to decide what's good, what's not. But if you find something you like, dig into it and learn about it. So it's research. Just think mm-hmm. about it. Sitting in nature is important. Sitting with yourself is important. Learning to being, meditate and read. Being centered and in your body. We got more questions. Yep. Um, another question. So that was a good one. Do you think everyone should practice witchcraft? Or at least open your mind to understanding it? Yep, it's a freaking lootly. Oh, yeah. I mean, 127%. Four thumbs up in this room. Yeah. I was like, who has four thumbs? This guy. <laughs> Both of us together. <laughs> Shush. No, seriously. Like, I feel like it's what everyone should be doing. Mm-hmm. If everyone paid attention to their own bodies, their own seasons, their own cyclical nature, and minded their own fence, so to speak, tend your own garden, whatnot. Yard. Um, I feel like, why'd you say yard? Garden is way better than yard. Okay. Um. <laughs> so compliant you're just like wine whatever um you know i feel like it's a good grounding centering anti-religious and again if you want to include deities etc later on down the road if you feel a prompting go forth and do as you will but um witchcraft as a basic belief system is nature-based versus deity-based it's you know, nature and your ancestors and your personal guides, which of course usually have some type of ancestral connection. So it's very much about being connected to yourself, who you are, what's in your blood, what's in your bones, what's, you know, what you're passing on to generations, what you're learning, what you're going to take with you, what you're going to leave behind. Like I think everybody should do. Yeah, no, I agree. It, even if you don't decide to practice quote unquote witchcraft, um, which may not be for everybody that's fine there's a stigma that comes with it which we're obviously trying to push back on revoke you know get rid of but the idea that you open yourself up for magical things to happen you know we all most of us love superhero movies or harry potter or you know stuff that steven spielberg does these big magical movies that we watch and like oh i wish i could do that you know and do I throw fireballs from my hand? Not yet, but you know that's a goal. <laughs> oh my gosh! But that doesn't mean Remind that. Might me to up our homeowners insurance. <laughs> <laughs> right after this, right after the recording, we're gonna call. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't keep your eyes open and your ears open to new and different things. 
Absolutely. I, I believe that you being open to intuition, to your guides, to your spirit team, to your deities, whoever it is that helps you in your path, you know, it'll just make you live a better and more full life. Because to me, um, it's, it's life changing. It's life altering. Yeah. You know, no longer do you feel like you're trapped in this rat race and this maze and this competition. No, it's like you're on a quest. Yeah. It's a whole different way to look at things. And, you know, so what if we wear two or three crystals, you know, or or have a couple tattoos that you have say two or, or three. I literally had to make him take some crystals off the other day. He's like, is this too much? I was like, yes, it's too much. Are you kidding? I need all the things. He does. He wants all the things all the time, which is adorable. <laughs> but I'm like, take half of those off and then you're fine. Who was it? Coco Chanel. Who would say, uh, you know, look in the mirror and take one thing off before you leave, which, of course, she was a Nazi. So who cares what she says? But yeah. it's a thing. She was a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. down with the fashion industry. Don't even get me started. Oh, but to me, at least you should be open to understanding or listening to, you know, someone that reads a poem, someone that does tarot, that does runes, that does astrology. Listen to those people because, you know, some of them. Sorry, I saw the look. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I've had some readings done before that I was like, what? Absolutely. I've, I've had some readings like that. Was... You'll know when things land. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know when things resonate. Just don't take every single thing that everyone tells you. Don't assume that everyone's an expert over your life. Mm -hmm. You know, if it doesn't, you know, resonate with you and doesn't make sense, um, then, you know, think, hmm, is it because I'm not where I should be or is it because this just isn't for me? And just, you know, really think about it because I've offended some people, you know, fairly high up in the meta community by not just taking what they say to me, but I don't regret that either, mm -hmm. you know. I feel like everyone gets used to, and that's why I don't hand out advice either. You know, I have my opinions. Sure. Anybody can come to me for an opinion any day of the week, but my opinions are worth bupkis. I don't, you know. You're not walking up to a stranger in Walmart and saying, my eh, guys told me. <laughs> I have before, but only when super duper prompted. Mm -hmm. um, but, you yeah, know, again, just, you know, you'll know when something is for you and when someone is just, you know, blowing wind up your Smoke skirt up your hoo -ha. <laughs> or that <laughs> what the um, heck? <sighs> i feel like that kind of rolls into a question that ryan sent us he says do you feel yourself changing daily oh yeah no i think it's a it is definitely a challenge daily i always say do this until you don't have to remind yourself to do it mm -hmm. um now, witchcraft as a practice didn't come to that. You know, all the years ago when I finally set Bear down and was like, I can't keep pretending that, you know, after leaving the church, I feel like the natural um, path always passes through atheism. So we sat yeah. there for a minute. Angry atheism And I'm too. <laughs> very much, it, oh, see, that's what I couldn't stand. I'm very much into archaeology and DNA studies and... Um, wanting to know where we as a species came from. When did, you know, the primordial ooze that crawled out of the ponds become who we are? When did consciousness show up? When did we, we become human, etc.? Um, And it's kind of crazy because when you're in the Christian world, evolution is, you know, shot down and doesn't make sense and they just give you... What are you doing? Unplugging that to make sure there was no static. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Giving you, what was I saying? 
you know, you have to really turn some blinders on to swallow what the Bible has to say. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with anything that we know. But evolution doesn't explain where our consciousness comes from. That's the one thing they can't answer. You know, there's still a little bit too much magic even for science. Mm -hmm. And the Christians swoop in and claim that magic for them. But it still doesn't quite sit right, you know. And it took lots of repeated knockings. And I say knockings in actual knockings Mm -hmm. on the door. Um, Yes. I get my door knocked on regularly. Three quick raps, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, shit, that's for me. (laughs) I'm not answering it. I'm going to roll over, (laughs) you know, Um, and it was getting much more profound, especially because I was first dipping my toe into home health and I was finding myself in situations where I was like, that's not real. Science says it can be real, remember? Mm-hmm. There's no demons. The demons can't get me anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, no, I had lots of those, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, come to Jesus moments where I was like, maybe I was wrong. There has to be something else. But I was like, it doesn't make sense. It can't be what it is. So there was a lot of turmoil and going back and forth. And when I finally sat down and was like, here's the thing. I'm taking the plunge into the occult. You know, I got to find out what's going on. And I, you know, your face was just like, well, this is just great. You're inviting demons into our home, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because again, that's how we were raised. That's what we were told. We had everything blocked off. We had all of our protections, you know, set, which at the time we didn't even know what they were. The protection was don't believe in it. It's not real. Close your eyes. It's Yes, close your eyes and it goes away. And if you don't, because if you close your eyes, it's just going to literally tap you on the forehead, you know, Mm -hmm. like it will find a way to get to you. So, yeah. What was the question? Uh, Do you feel yourself changing daily? Yes. No, again, like I feel like I'm constantly, because I still feel like in these you know, last eight years I've come so far and I'm really feeling myself some days. I feel like a super powerful, you know, come mm-hmm. at me, bro. And then there's other days where I'm just like, I can't do anything. I don't know anything. The, the more, more I, I read to find I? out, I don't know mm-hmm. anything. You know, I just, uh, it's overwhelming because somebody will ask you, you know, what do you think about this topic? And I'm like, well, there's several schools of thought. I haven't decided which one I agree with more, you know, like (laughs) it really gets challenging. So I really have to sit with myself. And a lot of the times when I sit with myself and I'm pondering a subject, like which way do I believe nine times out of 10, the voice I get says, it's not for you. Why do you care about that? And I'm like, well, that's rude. I want to know all the things, (laughs) but you know, I have, I have to learn to stay in my lane, stay in my wheelhouse, stop trying to know all the things all the time and just go with it. It's yeah, that's a daily reminder for me. I have to remember to practice what I know, practice what I know works. Sure, branch out a little bit, but also stay in my lane and quit trying to control everything. Other people, other situations, I tend to be a little controlling. If everyone just did things my way, it would be better, you know, (laughs) which I recognize is toxic, but shut up and do it my way. (laughs) And I agree. I feel like, you know, that I'm toxic and I need to stay in my lane. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year. The question. (laughs) I agree with the question. Do you feel yourself changing daily? And I would agree with that as well. Um, Not only because, you know, doing this podcast makes you, I feel like, spend more time in it and learning it because, um, and I think there was a question uh, um, similar to this was, you know, are you still learning? Do you see yourself learning? with this venture and I and 100% I do because 
you know, you understand a subject in your own words. You know, it's, it's different being, it's different knowing something yourself and knowing it well enough that it makes sense in your head. And then it's different knowing it to a level where you can explain it to elementary school kids. Yes, and that's explain not meant to, to be me offensive like to no. listeners. That's, you know. I love that. I love it when people explain things to me like I'm five. Mm-hmm. That's how I know what I know about physics and science and energy and all of those things. It's because I literally had to start at the very, I'm like, tell me like I don't know anything. Tell me Mm -hmm. like I'm stupid because I am. You know what I mean? Like I need to know from the, you know, nuts and bolts. So I know I love that. Explain to me like I'm five. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's insulting to anybody. It's taken a lot of extra research for me, which Raven always talks about me having pages of notes. It's because I, I dig and I find these things that I find really interesting that either I'd forgotten or I didn't know or just makes more sense to explain it this way. And so I myself doing this podcast this year has, I feel like, leveled up my, you know, dusted off some corners of my brain that haven't had been used in a oh, while. Oh, no. And- I say all the time. Academically, Bear beats me hands down. I may know more things than he does. But naturally, you have a much more student brain than I do. Even, you know, reading our palms. You, I can tell by reading your palm that you are meant to be a professor, a teacher, in a place of authority, in a place of instruction. Um, Give my authority. Oh, my God. That could be what's holding you back. But that's <laughs> that's a topic for oh another podcast. Carbon voice. <laughs> um, no, but I. it's not in my... I'm not a student. I am a philosopher. <laughs> I am a bullshitter. Um, Bear is the student. You know, he studies and researches and makes notes and subnotes. Where I get off <laughs> I on have outlines for our hour long podcast. All, <laughs> yes, where I just read my articles and listen to my books and <laughs> meditate and get all in spirit, and then I just philosophize. Mm-hmm. And philosophizing is great sometimes, and sometimes it's just smoke and mirrors and a long explanation for I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know anything. There's so many different schools of thought who are so much more thoughtier than I am, and I don't know who I agree with on so many things, but Bear will get to the bottom of it for you. I try. He tries. I like, I, I like to dig. Um, so yes, to me, I've grown a whole lot this year and learned a lot more. Like I said, even if it was a subject that I knew about and I was familiar, the fact that I had to dig so deep to try to explain it to a new group of people um, and explain it in a way where it was easy to understand was, you know, eye-opening for me in a lot of areas. So, you know, that was a lot of fun. I feel like that pretty much answers that question. Yeah. We have one from Denny. And Denny asked, what do you think the benefits are for practicing witchcraft or being a witch? What do I think the benefits are? Mm-hmm. Ultimate the cosmic 401K. power. 401k. Yeah. What? Or phenomenal cosmic power. Yeah, phenomenal cosmic power. Like fucking hell. Think about it. You unlock... You your language this I episode. know. Jeez. I'm so sorry. I think I smoked a little earlier. Um, Too much earlier. I know I smoked a little earlier. <laughs> but no, like I think witchcraft, unlike anything else... Well, maybe not. Maybe more Mormonism would be similar. Not not Mormonism. Later day saints. Who are the ones that believe they're aliens that are going to uh, whatever? Church of Science, Scientology. 
No. no. Well, there's several of them. Anyway, like you literally see yourself for this spiritual mamma that you are and you see how much control you have. Like if people understood how powerful they are, how powerful their thoughts and actions are, they would never have another negative thought or question their oh, actions. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have so much in us and mm-hmm. we are so capable of massive manifestations and we stay in these tiny little human boxes because you know we're nervous and we're um timid and we're unsure of ourselves if you know i and i feel like witchcraft specifically connects you to something so much bigger you literally connect to the earth and its energy pool and you connect to the cyclical seasons and the universal pull that creates our seasons like you connect to everything that moves us mm-hmm. and it's just yeah you, yeah you are unlimited in your power if you access it and you can access it you just have to actually do it i agree it definitely for a lot of people is a big i don't know self-help self-improvement type belief system yeah because all of that power is within you you know for all your life you've been told you can't do this can't do that won't do that not qualified well the basis of witchcraft is you know of being a pagan is it's the earth you know you are a conduit for these things you can manifest things to make change you can manifest you know people in your life the job but it's not just you know wishes and prayers that has to be action behind it and so i feel like what happens is that i want this new job so you start working towards it you start you know spending the meditation doing it and then putting the boots to the ground and doing the work and then that stuff starts to roll your way and it rolls in i think it's funny that the uh, stuff that we do is you know you ask for any more money i need more money and then you get it and sometimes it's not always the job raise, it's just a lot of extra hours. Oh, yeah, no. That's what, there's a meme that goes around that's like, mm-hmm. you know good and well when I was manifesting that money, I didn't want all this overtime. <laughs> it was the yeah, overtime, So you yeah. really have to be very specific. And I tell my girls, because they're like, how do you always get all of these jobs? How do you find the works, you know? And I'm like, I'm very specific. I've learned over the years, you know, my pleadings to the universe when I first started this work was, you know, please give me a client. Just, I need a client. I got to make money. I got to do what I need to do. And then it was like, okay, make, give me a client, but make sure that they're not a total jerk and make sure that I can actually do the job that I'm there to do and not mm-hmm. be stifled. Um, and then it was so very specific. My last two manifestations have been like, I need a female client who's not difficult to move, you know, cause I'm like max assist is exhausting and that's totally fine. But you know, make sure she's under a hundred pounds, <laughs> you know, like, um, I ask for, you know, client gender client, how far I want them to, you know, be away. Um, the wage that I want. Um, and you know, so I demand of the universe I want and I get very, very specific and I always do it in the shower after I'm, you know, clean i do my ritual i put my herbs down and i put my oils down and i just can tell the universe what i want sorry i said the f word again he just glared at me and it's funny because listening before <laughs> i was very careful not to swear um and i've kind of just become myself into the mic now which <laughs> obviously bear is not approving of but we i swear don't care. that's fine but to get it i have to keep it 
clean instead of mature rating on that. I am clean. I wasn't using it filthily. I'm saying it like a powerhouse, like a punch. So I, yes, I always do my manifestations for work, specifically in the shower. I feel like I need the element of water because what I do is so meta and emotional and I need the universe to feel what I'm feeling. Um, and I get very, very specific now. Now I don't take any old chump that comes along because I've been in some really terrible situations oh, yeah. where I, you know, I can't leave once I'm there because I've committed and I'm, you know, this is a quest that I've unfortunately, you know, taken the wrong path and now I have to slay the dragon. <laughs> um, but, you know, to avoid that, especially now that I have so many girls working for me, I am very, very specific and I protect whoever is going into that home. And again, I can't help if, you know, they're temperamental or cranky. Those things are going to happen. Those things I don't care about. But mm -hmm. I ask for, you know, physical difficulties, physical distance. The wage has to be preset before I even get the client call. Um, and I know they're mine because they're like, this is what we pay. And I'm like, oh, well, this is what I charge. And they're like, oh, okay, well, then that's fine. If there's no arguments, so, then yeah, I know. good with it. Yes. Yeah, so I get, and I don't fight for people. If they don't call me back, I don't call them back. You know what I mean? Like I, you don't force it. no, I pursue within a reasonable amount. If they, you know, I don't reach out to people, they come to me. And if I reach out to them and they answer and then I reply, you know, like I had somebody call me last week and they blowing up my phone, text me all the time. I was like, okay, I will call you in two minutes. I called them in two minutes. They did not answer. Their voicemail box was full, which I was like, eh, that's a not big a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a that's not a person I'm going to be able to have a professional relationship with. And I uh, texted them back and said, I called. Voicemail box was full. Call me if you're still in need of assistance. And I've heard nothing. And I'm just like, you know hmm. what? I'm going to let that lay. And since then, I found out some other things about that situation, and I'm glad I avoided it. Oh, good. You know, and did not pursue it. Because it would have been lucrative. It was a great gig, you know, on paper. But since finding out that, I've been told by other people in the situation. Not you know, so good. That it's best hmm. to keep your distance. So. I think that kind of rolls into another question that we got was, what kind of spells or rituals or manifestations do you practice, and do you have a favorite? And the follow-up was, if if there is one, it's benefited your life significantly, which is kind of what you just talked about. You're yes. manifesting to work to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I have, which again, I can post in the Facebook group. Um, but I typically will go through my cache of herbs and spices and see what I feel particularly drawn to. There's lots of things that are for money, for peace, for tranquility, those types of things I use in my shower rituals for when I do it. And one thing about ritual is I don't, you don't do this while you're showering. Like if you got to get in and wash <laughs> your hair and shave your legs, do that. But I get into the shower, hair scrubbed, leg shaved. You know, I'm not there to cleanse myself. I'm clean. Mm -hmm. um, I'm there to plead to the universe in my basic form, water pouring, herbs and oils. You know, I feel very like it would be like if there was a waterfall near my, near my home. That's mm -hmm. what I use it as. Um, and I 127% know for a fact it works. I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I literally get in hands open, fully meditative space, 
tell the universe what I want and how long they have to show me that they're giving it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'll tell them, you know, in between clients, sometimes I'm like, I need three days of peace. I need a week of solitude to rest. And up. then <laughs> come Monday, I want X, Y, and Z. And it's, it has failed to not, it has not failed to work as of yet. And that's been three years now that I've been using that specific manifestation. Nice. And simipots change the energy in your home. Mm-hmm. Sage, especially with teenagers, especially with sulky, Angsty brooding teenagers. Because mm-hmm. uh, we have one of those powerful mamma jamma. Just it, the child is just. Can be something. Oh. I mean, both of our children, yes, but this one is pure water. I mean, water pours off of him. And he controls the entire house with his emotions. He's the one water baby in a family of fire. (laughs) So we get a little steamy sometime with him, which again, I complain about our issues and other people are like, really? He's not out doing drugs and acting crazy. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, But I use sage or lavender a lot, especially in the upstairs where he dwells. Um, cause the lavender also works for the other baby who is our fire baby. And he tends to be, um, very quiet and broody as well. So yeah. it helps with their, the yes, their emotional, ruler. yes. Yeah. Their emotional health, their stress levels, you know, it clears and cleans the spaces. We open the windows, we sage everything. I keep our simmer pot on and, uh, amping that up over the last few months has helped. Also with therapy, don't not therapize your child if he needs therapy. Mm-hmm. So he is in therapy, um, which definitely helps. He is forced, whether he likes it or not, to talk to his parents <laughs> daily. And all of the things that we're doing work. Um, we have amazing, super functional children, even the ones with you know problems where I feel like if he had been placed in another home... Oh, would have been rough. Goodness help him. He might be um, in another home. <laughs> but yes, even my stepmother, who is, you know, a clinical psychologist and therapist for troubled children, um, says that, you know, he's remarkable. He does all of these things well. You know, he, of course, has the potential to go off the rails and be super crazy. But oh, yeah. she's like, we you know, whatever you're doing, do it. And I'm just like, you know, half the time it's simmer pots and manifestations going in the yard and grounding and centering and screaming with dad. You know, all of the things that we have to do to keep him healthy yeah and i love that you know she says all this and you know as pagan parents as people who are definitely out of the church and we're not ashamed of who we are or what we stand for and you know telling our kids that and the friends the kid friends of kids wait the kids friends the kids friends that come over see the house they see us they you know they uh except for a few the boys are like hey my parents have a witchy podcast you know they look around the house for i know five our seconds, kids friends see. listen more than <laughs> right. than our kids do oh the yes and my kids. home is definitely a witch's home like there's oh, no yeah. yeah you can't there's no hiding you it. walk in and you know there's brooms and crystals and five dead things before all of you the things the that room. I, dead things i love all my dead things that's what i mean oh anyway no i forget about the bones and feathers and wings and skulls and things but i love them all pick up yes i, I love them for you i know <laughs> Um, um, yeah, no, we don't, we definitely don't hide it. Nobody asks us questions except for the kids, but yeah, raising pagan children is fun. It's interesting. That's how, and we do 
moon rituals and time of the year, you know, solstice, equinox, that kind of stuff. We follow them, the cycles of the season. Yes, and they get to party and, with us and have their friends over. And they do. And I love that our youngest one, uh, on the last last holiday we had, he said, "Can you wait and not do the ritual without oh, me?" Oh yeah, he was like, he that, was going to another friend's house for a little bit, and he was like, "Oh, can you wait for the hold the ritual till I get back?" And we mm-hmm. were like, "Oh yeah." Bear was, was just beaming. Heart. He was like, "Oh." <laughs> My heart grew six times, seven sizes bigger or whatever. Was the Grinch heart? <laughs> it did. When you're when your kids finally start seeing it without being forced or pushed into it, and they start asking questions. You know, when he gets home from wrestling practice, he's like, "Hey, Dad, can you give me some Reiki?" Yet? You know, or the oldest one comes, "Hey, Dad, I need to ground. I need. I'm having some trouble. Can you sit with me?" And absolutely, that's mm-hmm. that's the stuff I love. Yes, it's seeing huge. that happen. Yep. Yeah, it's huge and it's super helpful. And we've only been out to the kids for a few years because, again, growing up in the church feeling indoctrinated, we sat on the fence for a long time like, eh, should we, you know, tell them what we do? I don't want them to feel like they should. Maybe they'll find their path. We're right here as soon as they're, you know, kind of just like sitting back and watching them to see mm-hmm. which way they went, you yeah. know, kind of like rats in a maze, um, for lack of a better picture but you know we didn't want them to feel like they didn't have choices and options and especially growing up in the bible belt with most of their friends christian Mm -hmm. and it was hard for them to tell people that they were atheists but both of them identified as atheists a lot earlier than they did pagan now they will tell people oh we're pagan we're raised by witches (laughs) and they love it because they love the response but before that it (laughs) was you know we're atheists and they were like it's almost like a dirty word like you feel like Mm -hmm. people are like oh Especially right here, they look at you like, ooh, no. And, you know, being in the atheist community for a while, I I understand why. It's a really angry place to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. They feel like the church is very harmful, which it has been. Lots of things have been, though. Um, Not taking away from the carnage and the horror. I mean, I can trash talk the church with the best of them. But, you know, you get to where that's your entire, you know, kind of like our... And I feel like atheists also get mixed up in politics very heavily, Um, which again, politics are valuable. They're important. You should know what's happening, but you also have to recognize what you do and do not have control over. And I learned fairly quickly that I don't have control over politics. I have a voice and that's it. And my voice is, you know, charging hell with a water pistol. That's what it feels like. I am one (laughs) voice from a black sheep that most people don't listen to anyway in a torrent of voices shouting the opposite. Mm -hmm. So while I still use it as needed and as necessary and as I feel pulled to do, I also just don't get involved with those types of things. I feel like those are very earthly things and they have very little to do with my path, my journey, my teachings, my way I want my children to be raised. And, you know, I still will discuss politics with them because they discuss politics in school. And of course they have teachers and students who are 99% of them are one way. And we tend to be the other way, Mm -hmm. Um, but not fully the other way either. Again, I see we're, we're trying to teach them both sides. Yeah. Was that telling me to hurry up? I would say we got a couple more questions and we're getting near the end here. Another one was, are you related or friends with any other witches? And are you a part of a coven or do you practice as an individual? Okay, so we practice as individuals. We are definitely not part of a coven. Nope. Eh, unless you ask our friends. I, our friend group would probably I feel like consider we're us. A coven yeah, around us. I feel like our friend group would probably call us a coven. Like we have lots of witches that we have over regularly. We're in 
fairly regular communication mm-hmm. with. We reach out to each other when we have issues or like, I'm really struggling today, you know, send me some good vibes, you know, magical mugworts is one that I talk to frequently. Um, and just several other ones that mm-hmm. I just, you know, yeah, we definitely have a community and we have built yeah. a very strong friend group for our gatherings, but I wouldn't consider us a coven. No. Um, but we're not above doing rituals together to no, absolutely. push those manifestations out more powerfully. When we have our holiday get togethers, we, you know, we usually end up doing something together as a group or, you know, full moons while we'll a couple people over do something with, or they'll reach out and be like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Can you give me some tips? And it's, it's interesting. We've had several friends that we grew up with and lost yes, contact that cycle with back around that come back around in this life and like, Oh, they're a witch or light worker or Wiccan or, you know, they come back mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, well that's funny. Cause I do this too. Or people that we were friends with before they knew what we were and we were afraid of losing them. And it turns out we're better friends now, mm-hmm. you know? So again, just live your truth, be who you are. You never know what's, what's going to happen. What was the first part of that? Uh, Oh, related to, okay. So yes. I we're, actually, what? I say, I don't, I can't think of anybody who we're actually related to, related to, but a lot of them have a lot of traits. And if you told them it was a witchcraft, they would flip out, but they do so many things that would. Yeah. My mother's father's grandmother was a witch. She read tarot. She traveled. She sold snake oil, etc. And then she became a preacher. And then (laughs) she stopped that and opened a whorehouse. (laughs) Oh, well. So, but she read tarot out of the parlor of the whorehouse. And witchcraft <laughs> has is pretty heavily stream running through my mother's side specifically. Nice. Which, ironically, they're, I feel like they're definitely the quieter, more con- reserved ones. But my grandmother had a regular tarot reader and soothsayer. And I have all sorts of interesting stories about that that I won't get into because then Barrel will wind his finger around like, hurry up, and that'll make me mad. <laughs> um, but my dad's side of the family is definitely much, is just as much steeped in witchcraft. A lot of the customs that I grew up with being so Irish um, are definitely steeped in witchcraft, whether they realized it or not. You know, the bearing of the snake's head, the tying strings around the flowers in the springtime it's for the fae. Fae gardens. Um, yes, all of the things that... There's just there's lots of different things that I grew up doing, and my dad still does, you know, mm. that um, are definitely related towards... Oh, yeah. Country folk, heathens. I was raised by heathens. <laughs> um, have to ask this question from our... Uh, one of our darling little listeners, uh, Luna, sweet little angel. Um, Luna asks, do you cast spells on people (laughs) and can you make the sun come out? Oh, lovely questions. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Luna, for the questions. She's so freaking cute. Okay. So first of all, I, it would be considered casting spells. Yes. I do cast spells, especially at work. Over mm-hmm. clients, over the spaces that the girls inhabit. I always cast protection spells. Um, I keep crystals and different things there for them, incense. I've taught them all how to ground and center. So, yes, I definitely use spell work. I also use binding spells mm-hmm. when energies are out of control and not getting through what they need with 
purpose. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Again, unless you're in that situation, because a lot of the times it can feel really chaotic and you have to kind of bind it back so that it redirects its approach. Because sometimes it's something of value that needs to come through, but the way that they're doing it is just, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't do some of the things to my girls that they do. So I have, <laughs> I, I protect the girls a lot yeah. and myself. I protect my sleep specifically. Yeah. And Bear has a tendency to cast mean spells on people, <laughs> which is totally, you know, it's necessary when you have people who are, you know, attacking your children. And we've had some serious problems with that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Luna, I do cast spells as well. Uh, like Raven said, you know, on ourselves for the home protection, just like Harry Potter, you know, they have the net they cast over the school to protect him. Yes. I do the same thing with mirrors on the house. Um, Raven does it with Sage. I, I keep a bell on the door and basil out front. Bells, yeah. basil, uh, there's stuff in the garden that's protective. I have stakes in the yard that is protective. And yes, I have no problem delving into the darker things to Putting make sure jars, I protect fine. my family when it's necessary. So, yes, we do that kind of stuff and uh, to help protect and well, care for. And it's people... never usually offensive pre uh, before. What? Uh, not afterwards, before. What? What's the word? Preventative? Uh, you take preventative measures? Uh, you anyway. think about that, and I will tell Luna that everyone casts spells with their words. Mm-hmm. You know, if she is sweet and kind and respectful to mom, she's much more likely to get her way. If she throws fits and, you know, is rude to mom, she's much less likely to get her way because she can foul mom's mood with her words. So we (laughs) all have the power to shift another person's energy through our words. So all of our words are spells. That's why we should work, especially as young as she is. She should definitely work on expression, you know, expressing displeasure in a healthy way. And in a powerful way that makes things change. You know, if you sit your parents down and say, this makes me unhappy. Can we do something about it? You're much more likely to get positive results. Um, And, you know, just being grateful is a good spell for everyone to do. You know, I tell the girls all the time, we, you know, have clients that we like to dish about and, you know, gripe about. And I'm like, you know, it gets to be a really bad habit, though. If you always you've talk about got, that. Yeah. Yes, you've got to find something light and fun and enjoyable to talk about, too. We can't only discuss all of the negatives all the time because it becomes addictive and it becomes exhausting, you mm-hmm. know. And it changes the whole energy of the place when... And of you. And, yeah, how I feel about it, how I feel when I get to work, how they feel when they leave work. You know, it. you've got to change your mindset. So, yes, words, everyone's words are spells, Luna. Mm-hmm. And we do and not make the sun come out. The second part was, can you make the sun come up? Unfortunately, not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> Don't worry. The Wizard King has got your back. But part of witchcraft is to follow those patterns. And, you know, she can see how the sun comes up at different times during different seasons and all of those things. I feel like when when I was reading the question, you know, can you make the sun come up? Obviously not. I can't move the sun yet. But the sun brings about a happy, a new day to me. The sun card in tarot is a new day, new shining, something that uh, a spotlight comes on to some a happy time. And so absolutely, can you make the sun come up? In a way, absolutely. By being that positive, Are you going to get all philosophical on us? I'm working on it. He's philosophizing. <laughs> By being that positive good force in somebody's life, especially when you carry around a name tag like a pagan or a witch, and then you're one of the nicest people in the rooms, 
that'll blow people's mind when they're like oh you're a good person you must be a christian far from it sir yeah <laughs> um so yes you can be the sun in the room you can't make the physical sun come up but you can be that light for so many people that are struggling with mental illness illness as bad as it is with you know relationships with the world that's going on today everything's so dark and moody and you know we just spent years being in our homes you know to finally come out in the daytime you be that sun luna you know listeners be that person that can light up a room and so absolutely you can be that person and real quickly ryan want to know where do we see ourselves a year from now oh, who knows i mean i'm working on living presently and sure we all make plans the same way that a farmer would you know you have to stow away grain for the mm -hmm. winter etc um but also not fretting too much about the future and living in the present living mm -hmm. in the now um hopefully where where we should be 127 percent still podcasting hopefully from the same spot maybe a softer chair <laughs> <laughs> upgrade the chairs upgrade the mics double um, the listeners all of those good things you know I feel like, you know, this first year was a good trial run and year two comes about with a lot of big changes on, you know, topics. We get feedback from you guys. We get, um, you know, better on the mics, better equipment as we go on, uh, more educated in certain areas that you want to know about out there and build a bigger network. Yep. All that stuff comes around. So in a year for me, still doing this, you know, more frequently and a bigger network, uh, grow the show, grow the people, the listener base as well as do activities. So we have like a, which is unknown gathering at the park, you know, or we have a week long retreat somewhere, you know, we get merchandise on the shelves or in the online store that has, you know, hashtag, which is unknown or, you know, hashtag the woo woo crew, you know, just stuff like that, that people are like, Oh, I know those guys. I listen to them. You know, I see people in public now and they're like, Hey, there's bear. You know, he's yes, got the answers. He talked to him. That's always nice when and, you walk in and are known places. You know, I, I wear, I wore my Witches Unknown shirt that I was gifted for uh, Christmas. And I wore around a couple places and had people either ask or say something or I reached out to them and be like, hey, here's our podcast. Listen. And so it's just constantly picking up new listeners, new ears. And then uh, one of the question was what are some other podcasts? What are some of your favorite podcasts that you'd recommend other than your own? Of course. I don't listen to podcasts. Shamefully. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, I would tend to listen to, you know, murder podcasts or something <laughs> macabre or educational. Um, but I listen to books so frequently. I don't usually venture over into podcasts. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's hypocritical. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really promote ours either though. So I just feel like, that's more That's your thing. thing. Is work on promoting it I'm just a, I'm just the fill in. I'm just the co star. You know, I'm just I'm here because I was Everybody available. Um, some that I listened to. One of the first big ones that I fell in love with. Which bitch, bitch amateur, amateur hour. hour? He talks about them all the time. He'd leave me for those ladies in a heartbeat. I can tell. I would not, but they're hilarious. <laughs> He's like, they, I would not. They do but. a good show, <laughs> and um, I'd love to collaborate with them sometime or just meet them. Uh, Mystical Lodge Radio is here in Oklahoma City. Uh, the uh, lady who taught us the Akashic Records, Lisa Wetzel, she's a co-host on Mystical Lodge Radio. Uh, Witch Wednesdays, The Witch Wave, uh, a lot of tarot podcasts, Biddy Tarot, Tarot for the Wild Soul. 
a couple of local podcasts, uh, some of our listeners even that run it, uh, Dave Ardry, if I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry, man. Uh, Dave and his wife do oh, unearthing yeah. paranormal. That would be, I, yeah, I told a couple of friends about that one cause yeah. it's right up their alley. And I, I love, you know, working together with other, other podcasters, talking to them, getting ideas, you know, getting that community up and going, uh, Holly Howard does the Psychonauts mirror where she talks a lot about, um, Oh, I did listen to a few episodes of her Psychonauts. Yes. Like DMT and, you know, yes. And then, uh, the woman who runs the Gypsy Soul Fair, Shanna Tippett, she just started Simply Soul Awakenings. I haven't got to listen to that yet. It just started uh, a couple weeks ago, but she was really excited to start that on her own. So there are some other podcasts out there. You know, don't neglect us for them. Yeah, that'd be Please terrible. don't leave me. But there are, uh, you know, some other things to go to with that. And then uh, other than that, I think we're fixing to run out of time, but maybe we'll do a part two, but because we still had some other things to go through, but uh, anything else from you at the moment? Nope. I've already been wound up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, thanks we'll for the We'll answer more later. There's so many we'll, more that I'm excited about. We do. We have some more to answer, so we'll get back next time. And until then, you guys, have a good week. Bye. Bye.